When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Family Broadcasting Corporation in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Welcome to 178, episode 178 of the Sports Yak. You mean the Hippo Vaughn episode? Hippo Vaughn. Great pitcher for the Cubs in the teens, had five 20-win seasons. Great left-hander. In fact, uh, the only National League left-handers who put together a better string of seasons would have been Carl Hubble and Sandy Koufax. A lot of baseball fans will tell you Hippo Vaughn was involved in one of the greatest games ever pitched. He in Fred Tony, May 2nd, 1917, each threw a no-hitter against each other through nine innings. Never trust a man with two first names. Fred Tony. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sorry, pal. But Hippo Vaughn. Hippo Vaughn. I like that one. Hippo has to be short for something. No, it's because he resembled his uh, his gait resembled that of a hippopotamus. Oh, did apparently. it? Mm-hmm. Can we start off the show with a tweet? Sure. You're on Twitter, right? I am on the Twitter machine at 46 Sports. Thanks to at 46 Sports and the Sports Yak, I recognized Chase Ketterer's name when it was announced at the Northwood basketball game last night. Chase Ketterer, a good player for the New Prairie Cougars on the basketball court, better on the football field, was named the 4A All-State quarterback yesterday. Oh, nice. Let's let's jump into high school basketball. All right. Let's start with the game in Warsaw last night. Culver Academy uh, finally has Trey Galloway healthy again, and it made a difference. He scored 16 points last night. They went on a 14-0 run in the second half. A second-half story of this game between Culver Academy and Warsaw was Culver Academy shot the ball very well, and Warsaw didn't. And the Eagles walk out of there with a 55-47 victory, I believe. And so Culver Academy kind of gets back on the winning track. Warsaw falls to 8-2. We'll see the Tigers Friday night against Northridge. But sometimes, you know, you, you look at a game and you say, well, really, what made the difference? Simply put, Culver Academy was 10 out of 15 in the second half, shooting hmm. the basketball, and Warsaw was 8 out of 21. Trey Galloway, he's going to... IU. IU. Still needs to work on his free throws. 0 for 3 at the line last night, 7 for 17 overall. Can't say that Warsaw did a bad defensive job on him, but he got some help last night. I believe CMA had four players in double figures. Westview. Charlie Yoder is a scoring machine. We'll see him uh, in a couple of weeks on TV 46 against Fairfield. Last night, he tied a 43-year-old career scoring record at Westview High School and will break it Friday night against Hamilton. 
Yoder last night, phenomenal performance. 27 points, 16 rebounds as Westview beats East Noble. He is not a one-man team, but he's awfully close to it. Yeah. He, he is the bread and butter of that Westview team right now and uh, does a lot to carry that squad. And Westview having a solid season in the Northeast Corner Conference. Adams. Adams is one of four teams in the area that has only suffered one loss. Clay gave him a game last night. Clay was up by two in the fourth quarter, but Adams comes back to win it 66-60. to Quintez Columbus had 17 points in that game to lead the Eagles, so Chad Johnston's team stays undefeated in the NIC. A lot of people pointing ahead to a potential showdown between Adams and St. Joe for the NIC title. I think Penn could have something to say about that. Penn takes on the Eagles Friday night. Uh, also in the NIC last night, a couple of upsets. John Glenn knocks off Jimtown, who had been playing very well. Jimmy's were just coming off the Plymouth Holiday Tournament Championship, and uh, John Glenn took him out by four. And then New Prairie goes down and beats Northwood in the Panther Pit, 44-42. So that's a real solid win for Mike Bowers' team, non-conference. Riley won last night. Blake Wesley, the kid that's being recruited by schools like Notre Dame, Butler, IU, and Purdue, he had 34 for the Wildcats in that win over Bremen. Uh, those were the the big results from last night on the boys' side in Indiana. As for the girls. <laughs> well, the game of the night last night was over at Alumni Gym. Marion and St. Joe seesawed back and forth throughout this one. Marion's got a three-point lead. St. Joe has the ball late in the game. St. Joe has an outstanding player by the name of Keegan Sullivan, who everybody expects to get the ball here. So Marion's going to make sure that she's well covered. Uh, Their next option is probably a girl named Cashin Biffle, who had 11 points last night. She's well covered. So it goes to Mia Naman, who takes a three-pointer at the buzzer and hits it to send the game into overtime. And St. Joe builds on that momentum to beat Marion by a count of 66-63. That's a real good rivalry there, and the Indians get bragging rights for 2020. Nice. Knox stays unbeaten. They beat Merrillville last night. Uh, according to the Sagarin ratings, Merrillville is the best team that Knox has played this year, and they beat them by 23 last night. Knox is undefeated. They're 17-0. and A lot of people down in Stark County wonder why their girls aren't ranked in the top 10 in Class 3A. And the answer would be because nobody has seen them play anybody of merit. Well, they beat Merrillville last night by 23, and Merrillville's considered a, a top 100 team in the state. So we'll see if that gets Knox uh, some starts at getting some attention. Bremen looked good and went over Riley last night. If you're looking for high school girls basketball tonight, I would suggest going over to McEwen Gym in Dunlap. Alcard Central in Concord, they've got identical 11-3 and records. They're getting together tonight. Blazers blitzed Mishawaka last night, 59-17. Now, we just scratched the surface on this little podcast of games that are played, but uh, if I want to know all the scores, can I go to your Facebook page? WHME 46 Sports Facebook page. We try to have all the scores there. Usually 10 o'clock's my drop-dead time at night, and then when I get up in the morning as I'm sitting in the studio with you, I'm updating that page with any scores I may have missed. Oh, thanks, Chuck. That's what I do for you, the home 
listener, viewer, whatever you might be. College basketball tonight. College basketball tonight. Let's start with Mike Bray's team. Uh, they're coming off a nice win over Syracuse. They are now 1-2 and two in ACC play, grouped with a, a bunch of teams just like him. Pitt, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina State. And they'll go to Raleigh tonight to take on the Wolfpack. And this is one of those swing games you'd love to see the Irish be able to win. Uh, I still believe if Notre Dame can win 9 or 10 games in the ACC this year, that they'll wind up in the NCAA tournament. Now, to do that, this is kind of one of those games that you have to get. Okay. And they've never really played that well in Raleigh. So we'll see how it goes tonight for the Irish. Here on Pulse FM, or on 103.1 tonight, Indiana takes on Northwestern. Indiana has really been on the struggle bus lately. And part of the problem is, in my opinion, their best player is Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis is an inside player. And there are many possessions where Trace Jackson Davis never touches the ball. In fact, I'd say half of IU's possessions, Trace Jackson Davis doesn't touch the ball. Now, Corey, I know the the appeal of this show is you know nothing about sports, and I know everything about sports. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you, as somebody who quote-unquote knows nothing about sports, Mm -hmm. If I told you that this is their best offensive player and half the time he never touches the ball, would you think that's a good thing? No. And you'd be absolutely right. (laughs) So if you can figure that out, here's the question. Why can't Archie Miller figure that out? Did you read the article about the fictional conversation between him and Bobby Knight? And Archie lives five minutes down the road, apparently? I sure did. What did you think of that article? thought it was very good. Yeah, I thought it was very creative. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Bobby Knight still lived. I thought he'd move away. And There is some rumor. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or not. You know, Bob Knight's a very hard-headed, stubborn man, in case you haven't picked up on that. But there is a rumor that he might go to Assembly Hall for the game between Indiana and Ohio State. Ohio State, his alma mater. IU, of course, where he gained his fame, that he might go to attend that game Saturday. Wow. Rumor, don't know if it's going to happen or not. Okay. <coughs> uh, Grace and Bethel here locally. I asked you about this off podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grace has been struggling a little bit this year. Bethel just lost its first game of the season last Saturday to Indiana Wesleyan, who needed to get 39 points from Kyle Mangus in order to beat him. Uh, Steve Draven has done a superb job with this Bethel team, and the Pilots will be a heavy favorite tonight. But this will be the first time, I think, since Christ was a sergeant, that a Kessler or a Lightfoot was not on the sidelines Hmm. for a Grace Bethel game. I think I'm going to go to that game. I'd like to watch that. My daughter is an alumnus of Grace College. I enjoy Bethel basketball, have friends there. That should be a fun one. Now, if your daughter and you went, which I know won't be happening because she lives in Radio Free Mott. That's right. Where they can't even get this podcast. Nope. Um, would you have to sit on opposite sides? 
No, I would. Uh, I would sit in. I wouldn't wear anything uh, Grace or Bethel. I would just show up. You would wear green. Yeah, yeah. she'd probably wear Lancer material. Well, of course she would. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would be a neutral person. Because That's how it works. you're an objective journalist. Sure, is that what I am? Objective. They can get the podcast in Demont. By the way, you can get a podcast anywhere. Well, I they just choose that. not to listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> We don't talk enough Which bulls or Purdue. She's been making that choice long before <laughs> podcasts were invented. 20 plus years. Yeah. Let's jump in, in the NBA, Chuck Freebie. Let's do that, and we'll tell you the Pistons got a game-winning shot out of Derrick Rose last night to beat Cleveland 115-113. Uh, the big news from the association last night comes from Anthony Davis. The Lakers star was going up to try to block a dunk. He missed. He wound up going horizontal in midair. Came down on his backside and uh, bruised his tailbone pretty well. So there's a lot of questions as we record this of how long he'll be out, whether he'll just miss a few games or if this is going to be a uh, a lingering problem for the Lakers who have been the best team in the NBA West so far this year. Now here's a line you said this morning on our morning show that I thought I'd never hear this time of year and this morning. Lots of football news. Yeah, there is. Uh, I don't know why, because, number one, I don't have a ballot, and number two, I don't control the Associated Press. But they finally, finally came out with their all-state football teams yesterday. Now, the season's been over since Thanksgiving weekend, Mm -hmm. and here we are in the first week of January, and we finally get the all-state teams. So, uh, in a rarity on this show, because people have asked, does Chuck have a lot of notes for the show? And I don't, but to make sure that I don't leave out players, which I accidentally did yesterday, let me go to the AP list here and tell you the local players that we have. I know in 6A, the only player that we had make it was the kicker from Warsaw, Harrison Mevis. And this was the year of the kicker in Michiana. We had three kickers who were named All-State, Mevis from Warsaw, Ariel Della Paz, the young man out of Concord in 5A, and Hunter Renner, who is going to Northwestern, he's the selection in 3A. So, in 6A, Mevis from Warsaw, the only player selected. The following players were in 5A, Mark Brownlee, the running back from Elkhart Central, and his teammate, the defensive end, Rodney McGraw, and Donovan Snyder from Mishawaka made it as an all-purpose player. 4A, we mentioned Chase Ketterer, the quarterback from New Prairie. Jason Borkholder, the tight end from Northwood, selected. Deontay Craig out of Culver Academy. He's going to play at the University of Iowa. And Seth Rundell from Plymouth made it as an all-purpose player. 3A, Renner, the kicker from Marion, was joined by his teammate, offensive and defensive lineman Miguel Ortiz. Martin Aperkowski, defensive back from Knox. And then West Noble, the Pruitts, Brandon and Braxton. Both were named All-State. And in 2A, B.J. Barnes from Rochester, a defensive player named All-State as well. So congratulations to all of those for those accolades. First-team All-State rarity. Before we jump into the NFL, Chuck Freebie, the XFL has released their rules. I've not seen any of these, so this will all be fresh information for me. I'm not going to actually jump into those rules. I was just curious where you are on the XFL. Will you at all glance at a game if that is broadcast for you to see. I might early on. Yeah. And then see. It is football. I enjoy football. Yes. But I enjoy good football. 
and I'm not sure how good the football will be in the XFL. Okay. I'll be curious because we do have one local player playing, Kirk Barron, who went to Marion High School and then went to Purdue, is uh, playing for Seattle Oh, in the XFL. Okay. The Seattle Dragons, I believe. All right. In the NFL, Carolina Panthers. They go and get Matt Rule as their new head coach. Matt Rule, five years ago, was the head coach at Temple. And now he's going to be in charge of an NFL franchise. Um, This is a little bit mind-boggling to me. Now, Matt Rule does have NFL experience. He was an offensive line coach for the Giants before he went to the collegiate ranks. Mm -hmm. Um, He did turn Temple around. He did a heck of a job turning Baylor around considering the sanctions that they had on them. So Carolina is hoping that they have found their guy. And they are willing to spend a lot of money to get Matt Rule. Seven years, $60 million for a guy that's never been a head coach in the NFL. Wow. You kind of want to go inside the interview process and go, all right, what did they see that made them go, this is our guy and this is how much we'll pay him? Yeah. Well, for one thing, Matt Rule was being courted by some other teams, Mm -hmm. one of them being the New York Giants. So Matt Rule gets this offer from the Carolina Panthers, calls the New York Giants where he was scheduled to interview, Mm -hmm. and says, will you match this? And the Giants said, (laughs) no. (laughs) And then Matt Rule said, okay. So the Giants do have a new coach, and whether he'll be good or not, you'll have to be the judge. Because his name is Joe Judge. And he was the special teams coach for the New England Patriots. Special teams and wide receivers coach this year. Now, apparently, Joe Judge has tremendous attention to detail, which you would expect from a Belichick disciple. And he has been a special teams coach many places. That's the problem, though, for Giants fans. He's never been an offensive coordinator. He's never been a defensive coordinator. And he's never been a head coach. And all of a sudden, you're taking the guy that's been the special teams coach in three different places, and oh yeah, he worked with the wide receivers a little bit this year, and now you're giving him the keys to the franchise in Gotham. (laughs) I don't anticipate this going well. Mm. Uh, Baseball headline, Chuck Freebie. Steve Ciszek signs a one-year, $6 million deal with the White Sox. Corey, you and I have not talked about this a lot here in the offseason. But the difference between what the White Sox have done in the offseason and the difference between what the Cubs have done in the offseason is startling. Night and day. Startling. Rick Hahn is the White Sox general manager, and he has done a marvelous job building this team. He went out and got a slugger in Edwin Encarnacion. They signed their center fielder in Luis Robert. Uh, They have bolstered their pitching staff. And now they bolster their bullpen a little bit by bringing in C-Shack, the sinker ball specialist from the Cubs. One year, six million in baseball parlance. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, But you've taken a piece from your rival and added it to yours. And meanwhile, Theo Epstein, whose hands are somewhat tied because of the deals that they have put together and not put together with players. Mm -hmm. And this whole 
uh, salary arbitration thing with Chris Bryant that drags on and on and on, and the fact that the Cubs are already over the luxury tax in baseball based on the payroll that they have now, even with all the cuts that they've made, Theo's been able to do nothing to go out and improve the ball club. So, as Cubs fans, you sit there and you say, why should I think things are going to be better for my team next year than they were last year? Is the move from Joe Madden to David Ross enough to put this team over the top? (laughs) I don't think so. You know, when it hit 2020, that 2016 World Series gets a little farther and farther away. Yeah, now it's in the last decade. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, I mean, we're a ways away from baseball season, and some things can change between now and then. Uh, But I don't blame White Sox fans for being a little bit starry-eyed optimist right now, and I don't blame Cub fans for thinking, (laughs) That's our list, Chuck Freebie. Yes, it is. <laughs> what What do you have? Uh, I I can tell you that uh, because of this uh, this leg ailment I've had, I've been staying close to home. Yes, a little bit, which has caused me to uh, watch a little bit more TV. My daughter Rosie is home with me this week before she goes back to Dayton. Is she in charge of the remote while she's at home? <laughs> well, she has some shows that she likes to watch, and she wanted to. Uh, experience a couple of other shows. Okay. And uh, Apple TV, which you're familiar with, yes, uh, allows you to watch the first two episodes of the morning show for free before they stick the fork in you. Mm-hmm. So we watched the first two episodes of that just to see what it was. Oh, your thoughts. Um, you know, and I've worked in newsrooms. Yes. Uh, now, I haven't worked on a network level show. Uh, but I see some familiar things. Mm-hmm. I see some very familiar things. And, uh, man. There's a lot of power plays on that show. There's a lot of he said, she said, he said on that show. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, hypocrisy. Man, the, the money that gets thrown around with yep. contracts and this and your producers and executive producers and, uh, you know, assistants and, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it's it's like watching a Matt Lauer episode or a Charlie Rose or a, uh, who's the other guy, a Bill O'Reilly, all of that stuff played out. Right. And the ripple effect through a staff and management and deals being made. And what do you think of performances? Um, You know... It- it's only two episodes. I mean, all of the characters so far are fairly flat. Okay. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of character development because you're getting introduced to the characters. Yes. So it's kind of tough for me to, it's like Reese Witherspoon. We want you to play this kind of punk West Virginia kid reporter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to throw you into the biggest stage. Right. And you're also watching... A fifty-year-old Jennifer Aniston, which I I haven't watched. I don't watch any of her movies. Last time I saw her, literally was Friends. I mean, she doesn't. First of all, she didn't look fifty, right? You know, yeah. Um, secondly, she look. Does she look the part of a TV anchor? Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, there's nothing uh, surprising from that. My wife and I watched the entire season. 
It was kind of appointment watching for us okay. on a Friday. And uh, there is an episode later in the season. I think there's eight episodes total. They do a big throwback of what it was like when Mitch, the anchor, was working and what the office looked like and sounded like. And the like. chemistry. Yes. And you see the, wow, he's well-liked. And then you see the, wow, this dude is mm-hmm. a predator. He's a predator. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you watched the first two episodes of that. Did you watch anything else on Apple TV or is that it? That was the only thing we watched on Apple TV. I'm trying to think on Netflix. Uh, oh, Designated Survivor is on Netflix. I've always heard great things about it. I've never seen it. I watched the show when it was on ABC okay. and enjoyed it very much. Now, is that Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. Okay. So you always have this feel. I mean, I shouldn't say you. I don't want to project on you, the listener, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I always had this feeling like I'm watching an episode of 24 in the White House. Yeah, Jack Bauer. Yeah. We we rattled through over holiday break the Jack Ryan Amazon show. Thoughts? Two seasons. Oh, I, you talked about this Monday. Yeah, I like John Krasinski, but I'm looking at Jim Halpert. Yeah. He's, it's, it's interesting when an actor gets so tattooed with a character when they go to do something else, you're watching Jack Bauer in the White House. Mm-hmm. You're watching Jim working for the government now. Right. With no laughs at all on that show but we liked it well not much different than the last two seasons of the office i disagree i thought it was fun well robert california was yeah an awkward uh yeah turn i missed that show i want to watch more but we're done we're on to something else kind of like this episode of sports (laughs) yeah we're done and we're on to something else yes you can always email us, thesportsyak, with two Ks at gmail.com. Now, Chuck, you're on social media. Yes, I'm on the Twitter machine at 46 Sports, and I'm on the Book of Faces at WHME 46 Sports. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. I guarantee it when you hit that button, because that's what it does. Well, yeah. It subscribes. Thank you. You're welcome. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Hippo Vaughn. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freeby and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Susan. Executive producer is Danae Hughes in partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done.